It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What kind of challenge do the New York Jets pose to the Carolina Panthers over the next couple of days? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or every listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason and still now as we're going through training camp and preseason, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me now. On today's show, Antoine Staley of the New York Daily News going to join us to break down the Jets side of things heading in to joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday. You may be familiar with Antoine as he used to cover the Carolina Panthers down here in Charlotte for a couple of seasons, but now he's up in the Big Apple following the Jets alongside HBO's Hard Knocks. That will be down there in Spartanburg for training camp in New York. Um, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. He's, of course, on the roster, and there's Super Bowl aspirations and all that which is crazy considering the Jets have not been in the playoffs in 2010. It's And again, it's also the New York Jets. So we'll talk about the Jets side of things here on the show today and what the Panthers matchups against the Jets will look like as they have joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday. Then they have their preseason opener on Saturday at Bank of America Stadium. So all that coming up on today's show here on Locked on Panthers. Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with 50 $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd, absolutely absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. You're already too late if you didn't do it, but don't wait around. Go ahead and get it done now. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on Locked on Panthers. And as promised, Antoine Staley. Follow him on Twitter at Antoine Staley. He covers the New York Jets for the New York Daily News. But he also used to cover the Carolina Panthers once upon a time. He'll be down here in the Carolinas for joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday morning down there at Wofford. Then on Saturday for the preseason opener between the Jets and the Panthers at Bank of America Stadium. Antoine, welcome to the show and welcome home. Good to be with you again, man. It's been a long time since we spoke. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. So um, how how have things been for you as you look on the outside, covering the Jets and look internally and look at what the Carolina Panthers are doing over the last couple of years since you've left? What has been your just outside perspective of really what's been the mess here in Carolina the last couple of seasons under Matt Rule and now Frank Wright taking over as the head coach? Well, it seems a little bit more organized uh, <laughs> compared to what it was uh, under Rule where they feel like, you know, when you come from college, I think you you try to – I think a lot of the coaches, where they mess up at, they try to do things that they did in college. But that typically doesn't work in the NFL because you're dealing with grown men and professionals and things like that. And I think that's kind of the things Matt Rule ran into. You can't just treat your NFL program like, like you do a college program, especially at Baylor, which no disrespect to Baylor, but it's just not like the SEC or something like that. I mean, they're, you know, they're a nice program, but – I don't think they're they're not in the echelon like Georgia and Alabama and things like that. So just to see what Frank Wright has done, especially the staff he assembled. Yeah, I think it's uh, all-star staff, to be completely honest with you. And then, obviously, Bryce Young, I think, you know, it's going to pay dividends later on. And I'm curious to see how he looks on Friday night. I mean, I mean Saturday, I'm, I'm a little surprised he's playing. But, you know, I'm actually happy to see him because I don't know how many Jet starters are going to play in that game. And with the Jets, it's just been – Crazy. It has been it's just been a lot of media attention surrounding them, much different than my first year covering them last year. Yeah, how's that been? You got HBO Hard Knocks rolling around right now with uh training camp. I think I guess that previews or I think it's come on like on Wednesday wow. night. So Tuesday. yes, that will be the Tuesday. So Tuesday will be the first time you'd have seen it. And then um you got Aaron Rodgers now in town. Like that's gotta be totally different, obviously, from last year, but even being a part of the media core down here in Carolina, how's that experience been so far? Crazy organized chaos. That's probably the best way to describe it because there's always something going on. There's always somebody new, you know, coming in media wise as well. And, you know, you got every time when once they traded for Aaron Rodgers, that was really that brought all the attention, all the eyes to, to the Jets. And they're already in the New York market. So that also furthers the has the more magnifying glass with it. So, yeah, high expectations for them. You got HBO there every single day, although you rarely recognize them unless you see the T-shirts or whatever rolling around saying hard knots. But, you know, just high expectations. I think the team internally um, thinks they can win a Super Bowl. We'll see how they how they uh, contend with the Chiefs, who they also play in the regular season, and also the Bengals as well. But, yeah, they have high expectations this year, especially – and that's, you know, a little odd considering the team that finished 7-10, and 10, but they had a lot of turnover, especially, you know, obviously at the quarterback position. It's a little odd because it's the New York Jets, and they yes. haven't been relevant since 2010 when they went to the AFC years. Championship game with Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan. So they have the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Now, of course, bringing in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 
Uh, in professional sports? Jeez. Yeah, before, so before major sports, yeah, they have the longest playoff drought right now. After and now the Kings, they're talking. The Kings made the playoffs. They uh, took that thrown over. Okay, so they took it over from Sacramento. So, yeah, I mean, when you, you throw all those things out there, that does not necessarily spell Super Bowl contender, but a defense that was excellent last year. And at times, I know I tuned in, they were great, and you're sitting there wondering, man, if Zach Wilson just could not be Zach Wilson or if Mike White didn't break his ribs, maybe that's a playoff team a year ago, but that does not that was not the case and kind of worked out for him as they have Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see how it works out this season. Like, do you buy in to that hype? that they could be a Super Bowl contender? Or are you looking at Kansas City and Buffalo and Cincinnati and some of those established teams and thinking, okay, that's probably – those are the three teams that would be above New York that they're not quite there just yet entering into the year? I think you got the Chiefs and the Bengals. They're in the top tier. And then you got everybody else kind of either lower than that or far lower than that. I think the Jets are maybe in that second tier possibly. I mean, I think Buffalo is – I don't know if I think Buffalo is in that tier with Cincinnati and Kansas – ahead of the city, to be honest, which you all know – I mean, Josh Allen, having him gives you a certain window of trying to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, the Bengals just pretty much smacked them in the mouth at home last year. So I don't I don't yeah. know, like, if they're on that same level uh, as those two. But, yeah, I think Buffalo, I think the Dolphins, the Jets are kind of in the same boat, too. I would throw Baltimore if Lamar can stay healthy. And Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is also there, too. I mean, a lot of people forget about Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, AFC is just loaded. Yeah, it really is. And I hadn't even brought up, you know, the Chargers. And, you know, some people think the Broncos are going to be better. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not so sure about Denver this year because I need to see Russell Wilson get back to where he was in Seattle. But it's loaded, man. It really is. But I think, you know, I think the Jets are a playoff team. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender team. I need to see how they play throughout the season. But I, I do think they can make the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. So, I mean, I feel like that would require them to win a division, to be at home. Like, does that feel – because I Buffalo are rung behind Kansas City and Cincinnati. In your opinion, Miami is a playoff team last year. Like, would you give them the favorite odds to win the AFC East? No, but I, I mean, they could, win the, they could win a playoff game on the road. I mean, sure. that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they have to win a division. But, yeah, I think – I, I a conference, play. it feels like you got to be home. Yeah, yeah, you do. You definitely do. Uh, to have a chance at the Super Bowl anyway. Uh, but, yeah, you definitely do. I think I, I want to pick Buffalo to win the division, but, I mean, I, I look at the roster. I don't know how much they've improved, really. I mean, it's kind of it's very similar. And then they lost Tremaine Edmonds, too, as well. Uh, that was a big loss. Uh, I know uh, Trey White will come back healthy. I think that'll be a big bonus for their secondary. Offensive line is still a big question with Buffalo. And, you know, it's been a lot of smoke with Stephon Diggs and, um, how how happy or unhappy he is? He has been with the organization and maybe Josh Allen. So yeah, I think I think this is an opportunity for Buffalo. I mean, for the Jets and also the Dolphins to possibly you know sneak up there and win the division too. I mean, Miami. I think Miami might have had a shot last year if not for you know the injuries with two. I think if yeah. he can stay healthy, that's the main thing. And concussions aside, even before that, he had some injury concerns too. But if he can stay healthy, I think the Dolphins have a realistic shot to win a division and we hadn't even spoke about Dalvin Cook and if he can go depending on what team he might go to that might you know sway the you know one one way or the other for either side are you expecting that to happen because I know there's been a lot of talk that he would be there I saw Jets fans were chanting Dalvin Cook's name when he visited practice last week is that is that something that feels like that's likely to happen I I think he's gonna go either Miami or the Jets I mean that's basically what I, I, I know from what I understand 
especially with him being from South Florida and Miami and all that, he would like to play for the Dolphins. It's just that they have not, you know, put out a substantial amount of money in order for that to happen. <laughs> I think the Dolphins would want him at their price because they feel like they don't necessarily need him. But I think the Jets really could use him more, especially when you have Brees Hall's coming off an ACL injury, which it, you're not even a year removed from that. So as you look at the history of ACL injuries in this league with running backs, they take a little time. Like they usually take more than a year for those guys to get back to the strip, the strip that they once was. Uh, I I fully expect doubt. I, I think Dallas probably gonna go to Miami, but you know if he can claim to the Jets, then I think they will have an outstanding shot to win the division. Yeah, I'm shocked that the Dolphins don't want to shell out too much cash for a running back. That's just the entire league. Sands, the team here in Carolina, who gave out the biggest running back contract in free agency this past year with Miles Sanders. So the AFC is completely different than what we got going on here in the NFC South, where things are totally wide open. And the Panthers have a great opportunity, I think, this week to see where they stack up as the Jets, who were 7-10, and just like the Panthers last year, a team that, have added some pieces, look like they, as in your opinion, will be a playoff team. I think they're certainly in that conversation and would be kind of surprised that they, now that they have just quarterback stability with that defense that they could not be a playoff team. Well, that would be surprised if they don't make it to the playoffs this upcoming year. So you, you do bring up the fact that or the Jets are unlikely to play some of their starters come Saturday. And coaches have said for years that they get way more out of joint practices and they get out of these preseason games in the first place. What are the Jets trying to get out of these joint practices the next two days there at Wofford against the Carolina Panthers? You want to see where you are, really, basically. Uh, it's a measuring stick. I mean, I know the Panthers, you know, aren't necessarily a team that a lot of people have high expectations of, but the Jets have been practicing best against themselves, like, for the last almost three weeks. So, you really don't know how you stand unless you go up against somebody that doesn't necessarily know your play calls, doesn't necessarily know your tendencies. Uh, and, you know, you get a feel of like just, you know, uh, going against another opponent. So for them, like it's just somebody else that they can go up against and, you know, see where they where they maybe stack up heading into, you know, the regular season. And if, if they need to improve on any kind of areas, same thing. They got joint practices against Tampa Bay the next week, too. So for them, they feel like those joint practices will be more, you know, beneficial than the actual pre-playing in the preseason game, especially when there's so many injuries going around and, you know, God forbid, like they had a scare with Aaron Rodgers the other day, somebody stepped on his foot and then you could just hear a collective, Oh, oh God, like what, what happened? <laughs> and then the crowd was there. Like, yeah, it was, it was not good. Although, you know, he's fine, but still like, it's just a moment of like, Oh God! Like you know, you just see the season like go up in smoke. Possibly, you know, with right. Yeah. So, and I'm looking at matchups because I know for the Panthers, one of the things I'm looking for, and I'm curious what you're looking for on on, on the Jets side. Cade Mays filling in at right guard for Austin Corbett to start the season. As Corbett's going to start on pup. The Jets got a monster on the other side there, Quinn and Williams. I don't think I would have high expectations for Cade Mays uh, to win a lot of those reps. Over the next uh, couple of days, and even on Saturday, if they do match up, then what kind of matchups are you looking at from the Jets side of things? Just looking at the Panthers and their roster and both those teams, and kind of what are the things that maybe stand out to you to look out for down there at Wofford? A few things, like you mentioned, the Panthers' offensive line, yeah, against the not just Quentin Williams, but the whole Jets defensive line. I feel like the Jets' yeah. defensive line is a big, major strength of theirs. And then uh, you got Quentin Williams. I think Jermaine Johnson is having a Tremendous training camp so far. Somebody that was taken in the first round had a, you know, a lackluster first year in the league, but seemed like he's back to the player that we kind of saw at Florida State too. Somebody that was dominant 
and, you know, being, you know, ferocious kind of in the backfield. Uh, and, you know, you got Al Woods, somebody they picked up a mid run stopper there in the middle, like, dude, is huge. So I'm curious to see, like, how the Panthers, yeah. can, you know, keep those guys in front of them on a regular basis, too. And also, I look at the Jets receivers against the Panthers secondary. I mean, quite, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson will be back, you know, healthy. He had his ankle rolled up last week, so he should be fine. You know, you also picked up Alan Lazar, Corey Davis, uh, Randall Cobb, also McCole Hartman, who they signed to as well. So I kind of want to see uh, that matchup and how it goes now, too, because, you know, I feel like the Jets receivers have kind of outside of, you know, some matchups against uh, Sauce and also DJ Reed. They've kind of been winning some of those battles too. So now to go up against another team uh, in that secondary, I kind of want to see how they hold up as well. That's an interesting group because Garrett Williams Wilson was awesome last year. Yeah. I, and I don't really know how to feel. Like Lazard, I think it was, you know, fine player in Green Bay. It's odd that Randall Cobb is also there. Obviously that's an Aaron Rodgers uh, yes. general manager decision. Then, I guess you said Corey Davis is still there. You've yeah. seen guys like Mims leave. You've seen Elijah Brown leave. Or Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore rather. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Moore leave. Too many, too many names. Out yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. McCole Hartman. McCole Hartman's actually kind of really played well. I mean, we talk about he talked about early in the pro on uh, all season that you know the Chiefs used him in a certain way, and now they he hopes the Jets and just he kind of seen in training camp they're using him more as the receivers. I think something. You kind of saw if you saw him at Georgia, I think he was kind of used to yeah. more in a receiver role, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing there with the Jets. Yeah, no, I feel like that Georgia is using the same role Isaiah McKenzie was used when he's back there at UGA. But um, yeah, I mean that's definitely a, a group to look at because the Panthers, their two corners, the top two guys, Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, have a really struggle of injuries the last couple of years, and J.C. Horn is somebody if healthy. That's a guy that you think can match up with Garrett Wilson. So that's absolutely a matchup I'm looking at. I'm curious too, the Panthers wide receivers, because both wide receiver cores respectively are pretty much rebuilt in a way. Yeah, Wilson's back, of course, and then obviously Corey Davis is back, but he's a struggle of injuries in New York throughout his career. And you got some new guys there with the Panthers. They got Thielen, got Shark, and going up against DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner that were probably what top two, three cornerback duo in the NFL last year. What have you been seeing from sauce and his development so far this preseason? He, he had a play on Sunday, which I thought was incredible. He was on one receiver and he literally peeled off that receiver, jumped in front of another one, picked off Aaron Rodgers and ran it back for a touchdown to pick six, like a hundred yards. Like it was amazing. Like what he did. Like I, I, I don't know if I've, I, I probably have seen something like that, but it's very rare to have somebody that, they play a man-to-man coverage and then just to peel off uh, one receiver and then pick another, pick, get in front of another one and pick up a, a pass. So, yeah, I think that tells you about Sauce Garner and just how, you know, incredible he is. And I, for rookie cornerbacks, I always think it's going to take a year or two for them to develop. But for him, it was just like instant. Like it was amazing just, you know, what he was doing. And he was going up against top-notch receivers like him yeah. and DJ Reed. He was going up against – you know, the Bengals might have won against the Jets, but he held Jamar Chase under 100 yards. I think it was like 50. He had like 50 yards and five catches. That That's astonishing to me. <laughs> like just Justin Jefferson, like him and DJ Reed, uh, they got they let up a touchdown. DJ Reed did. But other than that, I mean, Justin Jefferson was kind of non-existent in that game. So, yeah, that shows you just the depth and the talent of their cornerback room and nothing. Not for nothing, Michael Carter, too. I think he's really underrated as a slot corner. I think he's coming to his own. This is his third year in the league. I think a lot of people 
we'll learn a lot more about him this upcoming year because people are gonna they're not they're gonna take more shots at him as opposed to DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner because those guys are a little bit more established and well known. But yeah, I think Michael Carter, Michael Carter the second is also gonna have a really tremendous year for him too. Yeah, no, I mean that's a great test for the for the Panthers to see what kind of depth they have at wide receiver because the last couple of seasons it's really been DJ Moore. You had Robbie Anderson break out there in 2020, then he disappeared the last couple of seasons. And uh, now he's now down there in Miami, known as Chosen Anderson. Not quite sure what they have in store for him. Um, but I can't imagine it's be very much considering what we saw the last couple of seasons here in Carolina. But Shark has had a good connection so far with Bryce Young, Adam Thielen. He was out there on a McAfee show on Monday talking about he feels like he's 25. Um, I I mean, okay, everyone's in the best shape of their lives, but I've heard that he's been surgical in his route running so far, and I'm not honestly surprised by that. That was his reputation back in Minnesota, and even at age 33, and I always feel gross. Like, I'm 30, he's 33, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's old, but by football age, yes, he is. But I still think coming into the year, he is going to probably have a pretty good season as long as he can stay healthy. So I'm not surprised by anything I've heard about him. It's the other guys, like Terrace Marshall, John Domingo, who they just drafted out of Ole Miss, who certainly need to get those reps against the uh, the Jets secondary and against this defense. Uh, uh, defend, uh, offensive line-wise for the Jets, I know that's been an issue the last couple of seasons. The Panthers' D-line moving to a 3-4 scheme. Derek Brown apparently was an absolute monster this past weekend. They bring in Shad Tuttle. What, what's that Jets' offensive line looking like? Because that's certainly a position group I think a lot of people are going to be looking at as the Panthers' D-line faces up against them the next couple of days. They have not had their top five offensive linemen in camp playing together regularly yet. Dwayne Brown, you know, their left tackle, who's probably going to be the left tackle to um, start out the year most likely. Uh, he's been out, you know, he has double shoulder surgery throughout the offseason. Uh, yeah, it was definitely. Not great. He, <laughs> he's 38 years old, too. Like, well, he will be 38 uh, next week. So, yeah, I think, I think they're trying to be cautious with him. I don't. I doubt we'll see him this upcoming week. Uh, Robert Sala said he's probably about a week or two away, so we might see him against Tampa in their joint practices too. But you know, I think the tackles are a big question without Dwayne Brown. I mean, they've been letting up a lot of pressure, and you know, you kind of see it in practice where Aaron Rodgers is getting you know harassed and you know blitzed and you know come, like rushed at constantly, you know, regularly. So yeah, I'm curious to see how they're going to hold up against a much different unit, one that they don't necessarily have a lot of knowledge about. They're just going to go out there and they'll see what happens. And, you know, Derek Brown is somebody, you know, I saw and he's continued to get better and better too, like slowly but surely. I think some fans were kind of impatient with him, which I think, uh, you know, that's just kind of how the times are. Nowadays. Fans impatient? No. That's just kind of how it is now. But, you know, I think you kind of saw flashes in him last year of the player that, you know, we saw at Auburn and what he could potentially be in the league. So I'm definitely curious to see how that holds up there down in Spartanburg. Yeah, I mean, it's different when you're not playing Mississippi State in Arkansas. You got to come to the NFL. And, yeah, he he showed out last year as he tied the Panthers' uh, single-season record for the most tackles by a defensive tackle. And the team rewarded him by exercising his fifth-year option for next year. Uh, so you talk about the Jets being this last one for you, that being the defensive line, probably being their strongest position group. What would you say the weakest? Is it the offensive line, or is there another group out there that could potentially be exploited this week by the Panthers? I think, I think it's definitely offensive line. Uh, especially okay. Tackles, too. I definitely think there's a question. Center, although they drafted Joe Tippin in the second round, but they, they want to bring him along slowly. So I don't necessarily think he'll be a starter right away. Although I think if he keeps playing the way that he did on last Thursday night, I think he could potentially work his way as a starter sooner rather than later. I think, you know, you look at the linebacking core and there, you got CJ Mosley there. 
I think Quincy Williams was solid last year. But that third spot has been, you know, very, you know, questionable. And then they they lack depth at the linebacker position, too. They let go, you know, a couple of people there. Hazel uh, Nazadine, who's actually from the Charlotte area, they let him go and play the Florida yeah. State. So, yeah, I mean, Jamie Sherwood is the, you know, favorite to win that third job. But he, he has very little experience at the position. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how long they're going to go with him or if somebody potentially gets cut. You know, final cuts, they may decide to bring somebody else in just for depth reasons. Okay. Well, hey, Antoine, safe travels up here. W what's the spots are you trying to hit up while you're back in town? Because I, I know I know there's got to be a few that you're like, oh, cannot wait to get back down there just to go there. There's so many. Uh, but I definitely – you definitely got to get barbecue because you, you're not finding it. You can find a good barbecue in the city, uh, New York City, but it's different. It's different than the Carolina. So I've definitely got to hit some barbecue spots. So I don't know any um, in the Spartanburg area, but I'm sure people will hit me up, uh, give me some ideas there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you. Glad to have you uh, talking a little bit of Panthers again after uh, some time away. But I hope everything up there in New York is great. And uh, hope to see you when you're down here over the next couple of days. And, hey, welcome back to the heat. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, hey, I'm used to it. I love the heat. Like, I, I'm telling people to prepare for the, uh, the hot weather. So I, I enjoy it. Hey, man, something about that humidity. It makes you feel like you're back home. But uh, exactly. follow on Twitter at Antoine Staley. He covers the New York Jets, the New York Daily News, does a great job. And, of course, he used to cover the Carolina Panthers. Let's take a quick pause and come back here, wrap up the show here on Locked On Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good conversation there with Antoine Staley of the New York Daily News. Jets beat reporter as he heads back home to the Carolinas for joint practices between the Panthers and Jets on Wednesday and Thursday down there at Wofford. Then on Saturday, the preseason opener at Bank of America Stadium between those two teams. Bryce Young will be out there, but the Jets starters apparently will not be out there, at least not very much. So we'll see uh, how much of a competition it really is on Saturday with the Panthers' first team offense and defense against whoever the Jets throw out there, but that's why coaches do the joint practices. They can control things more, and they also can get a better look at their guys over the next couple of days. So the Jets will have joint practices here in Carolina, then apparently next week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So either way, good for the Carolina Panthers. With this uh, new coaching staff, young quarterback, and new schemes going out and challenging themselves in the preseason by teaming up against a team that should uh, be contenders at least for the playoffs and maybe even bigger things there in New York as they eye a Super Bowl. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Friday I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. In the meantime, be safe. Be happy, be whole, and as always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you on Thursday as Josh Klein will be here on the show 
another guest to help us break down day one of joint practices between the Panthers and the New York Jets. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.